choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Yeah, with us today, the Knucklehead Steven. I'm excited. I'm excited that we've got Dan and Katie. Dan and Katie of the Tandem Travelers. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the show, guys. How are y'all? Thank you. Thank Thanks, you for man. having Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're doing great. well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's exciting to it's exciting to have uh, travelers on the show. Uh, I, I love, first of all, I love the idea. So when I first started talking to Katie, um, it caught my attention. I was like, I've got to have this. I've got to have like a, somebody on the podcast who like has a free spirit. Have y'all ever seen the movie Into the Wild? Into the Wild is that the Reese Witherspoon movie? That is not the Reese Witherspoon movie. Oh, it's a, it's oh my like, god! The guy that gets it's, lost it's, in the forest. And yes, the guy. Yes, yes, yes exactly right. right. Okay, so I all I did was I just I got like I looked over at, at Katie's profile, saw Tandem Travelers, and immediately mm-hmm. I started going. I wonder if they, you know, I, I wonder if there's like a bus involved or if there's like a, you know, some. This I want to hear the story. I got to hear the story. So yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. Listen, on Knucklehead, we uh, we have a tendency to uh, to get really excited about people who are out there kind of chasing uh, some things that they're passionate about, because that leads to a lot of mistakes and a series of learnings. And I, I just I got to hear a little bit more about y'all. So welcome to the show, guys. I'm excited to have y'all here for sure. Thank you Thank very you much. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely a travel piece and component to the lifestyle that we have basically created for ourselves after. Many, many years, I would say, of, you know, different careers, me being in the Marine Corps. Um, I was previously married. So before I continue, it's like this. I love the idea of of being more comfortable talking about the um, challenges and the mistakes and the failures that we all inevitably are going to go through in our lives. Um, What was your MOS in the Marine Corps? What did you do in the Marine Corps? I was logistics. So I actually oh, wow. went in for um, avionics, and I guess if you want okay. to call it a mistake or a learning experience, um, I partied too much in school in Pensacola, Florida, and I ended up keeping my five-year contract, but then I pivoted, as we now say these days, into logis- logistics. So I basically got told, this is what you're good at based on your ASVAB scores, and you're going to go do logistics, but you're going to keep your five-year contract, which was wow. meant to be in avionics so i guess i totally get it well i mean if you're gonna party somewhere Pensacola is a like a pretty nice place to do it i mean yeah, it's, a, gracious, it's right? a horrible place to put a school with 18 year olds when we need to be focused because it's probably some of our first time away from home like myself and i i got carried away i had a little too much fun so well i tell you what I, they they <laughs> the University of Nebraska football team, they do the same thing. It's like, we're going to put some 18-year-olds, give them some football pads, let it rain snow a little bit, and then tell these guys that they can actually be good at hitting their heads up against each other. So uh, I can't speak from experience at all. I'm just saying, you know, I completely get where you're coming from. Um, anyway, that's incredible. So uh, that had to lead to – I had I have to just ask you here for a second, Katie. So you didn't have a – well – Going through that experience and actually um, MOS school, not necessarily passing the way that you thought you were uh, right. whenever you first came in, that didn't lead to an environment that was that breeded a whole lot of confidence. I'm sure there was some doubt involved there. Oh, big time. I mean, I it, it to me, it was a really hard um, 
it was a hard hit, I guess, to yeah. uh, progressing and moving forward in the Marine Corps with a, a an MOS that I was super excited about. I've always had a fascination with aircraft, and so you know, to to be told you get to choose three other MOSs in the in the in the air wing, and then everything was full, and then they looked at my scores and said, "You're going to go logistics." I guess it's at 18 years old. I was just like, "Wow, like what do I do with this?" One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was heartbroken because I was just. I was confused as to, you know, what that really meant for me for the rest of my uh, career in the Marine Corps. So, yeah. Well, this, this whole adapt and overcome thing, it's like, it's almost like there's something to it. You know what I mean? Right. You learn, you learn. Um, well, Dan, <laughs> well, we Dan I got to ask you. Yeah, that's right. So, so how, how did y'all meet? Um, how did, or can I get into this? Is that, is that all right if y'all talk about how you met? Of course. Yeah, you, want, you want the long or the short of it, man? My well, we goodness, you're giving me choices. It. I don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, let's, let's keep it concise. I mean, talk, yeah. talk about, talk about the first time she said, no, I don't want to talk to you. No, I'm just kidding. Talk about, <laughs> talk about how y'all met. Yeah. Well, she tells it, she tells it so elegantly, but I'll, uh, I'll try to stumble, stumble through this. Uh, so I love it. We, we initially met in, uh, in 2004. Uh, she was actually, okay. she was working in a local watering hole. So like one of the only bars that, uh, is in this area. And Which I have to say real quick, that is the year that I actually was officially divorced. Yes. So after my first marriage did not work out is when I um, shortly after met Dan. Yeah, we started hanging out okay. with, yeah, we started hanging out with mutual friends and uh, her friend, one of her best friends was the bartender there. And I actually uh, started dating one of her best friend's sisters. That didn't work out. We were kind of just wow. going around, going around with that, and uh, just kind of parted ways, and didn't re- didn't see her for however long we bumped into each other. In six years later, yeah, I went back to visit my friend at the same bar that she was still working at, and Dan and I, we were not uh, regulars there. No, I looked inside and I saw Dan, and he saw me, and we were like, "Oh, hey, like, wow, we know each other from however long ago." So uh, we wow. ended up putting the bar down playing a jukebox, just kind of catching up and realized we had a lot in common. And, and it was kind of one of those, those, like we say, kismet moments. I actually have kismet on the interior of my ring right here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It says you, kismet man. in our anniversary. So we're, uh, it was just one of those things where we just felt comfortable. We both love karaoke and it was kind of, it was kind of on from there. Well, it's cool. So it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of, things that can uh, force somebody to spiral into this potential downward um, just ter- just terrible situation one of those is um, I think Napoleon Hill talks about it and think and grow rich just choosing the wrong spouse and you can you can really start to beat yourself up for gosh I made this like my dad my dad's been married six times right um, the mar- the woman he's married to now has been married four times so collectively between the two of them they're they're pushing a baker's dozen right so it's like my goodness. I love, I love them. They're great people, you know, they're, but I mean, really, come on, but you see what I'm saying? So <laughs> there is this, there is this, this pattern that can develop. Um, and, and I, I, first of all, I want to give you credit, um, Katie, for, for deciding, uh, to, to own what was going to be on the other side of that struggle. And that was deciding to, uh, to choose, uh, really to choose to be responsible for your, uh, just, uh, that's, there's a lot of things that you can really give credit for. And Dan, good on you for, 
for uh, for not growing your beard too long over that six years and still being attractive, my man. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty long sometimes, man. But I mean, nah, I'm really, really like, kudos just goes to Katie for for taking a chance on a civilian. Uh, you know, never. never I know, right? Yeah, ne- yeah. Never served, and it was just one of those things where you know, as a couple, we're a little bit different, we're a little bit unique. Where female uh, had had served and, and the male hadn't served, you don't see that very often. So as a military spouse, we're kind of a unique situation. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, I interrupted you whenever you started down this tangent, and you were telling us a little bit about the tandem travelers. So tell us a little bit about that. And- I know yeah. that we're going to jump back here real quick to, to go into a, a series of maybe decisions that led to the tandem travelers. But I want to hear a little bit yeah. about this. I want to hear a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, I definitely want Dad, Dan to add on his perspective and okay. how he feels about the journey of how we've come to the tandem travelers. But for me, um, man, there's just so much. So I'm going to do my best to really, you know, uh, summarize um Long story short, you know, I'm really good at college, but I never enjoyed it. But I ended up getting two associates, a bachelor's in sociology. And then the year that I was working for the county for child support services, I was super stressed out and unhappy. Um, Mm. And Dan encouraged me to use the rest of what little bit I had of the MGI bill. What is it? The post 9-11. Yeah. Um, I never had any intention on going back to school for a master's, but I kept toying with the idea of becoming a social worker or a marriage, family, and child therapist. So me being so stressed out and unhappy with the county, he was like, hey, you just need to get out of your situation and go back to school. So I did, um, got my master's in counseling and even halfway through that experience, you know, with a lot of anxiety, I have anxiety. I have, I do with my own fair share of, um, stuff which I feel like yeah. pretty much everyone in this world is dealing with something and yeah. I went into the field of counseling because I wanted not only to help myself but to help other people um, and uh, I ended up helping veterans so I was a pre-licensed therapist helping homeless veterans in San Diego at Veterans Village of San Diego with uh, substance abuse or mental health issues but um, even halfway through my through grad school you know I, because of all the anxiety and the stress I almost dropped out Um, I just wasn't sure if like that was the right path for me and no, I'm going to stick with this. I've already invested so much time and money into this. Let me just stick it out and finish it. So that's what I did. And, um, I got almost half my hours. I working for BBSD was one of the most rewarding jobs, helping fellow veterans dealing with all different kinds of stuff and just really relating it to them in different ways. Um, but I chose, that was a pro bono job and I needed to make money. I had a student loan. So I chose to take a, on another position for a nonprofit and I was not getting my hours there for licensure. Um, so that was an additional stress because I had this goal in mind and fast forward, I left that position and took a job for DOD for DLA. And that was my whole logistics background in the Marine Corps. And there was also this goal, like, hey, I'm going to take this position, see if I like, you know, working for the government again, and then go apply to be a counselor at a, at a uh, veteran center. So the vet center they have at uh, Liberty Station, I applied for, I didn't get the job because I didn't have enough experience for what she wanted specific experience in. So again, that was very, I just felt constantly discouraged being in the field, gaining, you know, out yeah. um, and I started really questioning, like, is this the right fit for me? 
So it's just like the whole career thing, you know, relationships are hard and we've had, we've all been through different relationships and, um, but taking, you know, figuring out what you want to do in your life to me is like one of the ultimate questions and, um, challenges because I, for me personally, I've been through, I'm, I'm so like multifaceted and I'm, I'm interested in so many different things in life. So I've never just grown up saying, I want to be a doctor. And I haven't stuck with one goal my whole life. I've just, there's so much that interests me in this world, you know, when it comes to people or the world and traveling. So, um, the stress of being at that government job really uh, played a toll on me. I have to ask you a question because it's, I think what you just described, so many people are going, Oh my God. Yes. That's so true. Um, because we're ex- we're expected to adhere to this model of after 18 years you're supposed to decide within you know 30 to 60 days or so yeah. what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, hold on for a second. What what um, here is somebody with three degrees for in pursuit of her master's, um, sowing years of her life into you know uh, military service, potentially hoping to leverage that into some type of substantive value to somebody who's like eh, i don't know if that's good enough or not it's right. like well, hold on for a second are you you understand what you've overcome so i had to stop you because i know that there's somebody out there going oh my gosh i'm so such a failure i'm such a screw up because they would point to any one of what you just described any one of the six things that you just talked about as the reasons why it's a reason why they can't continue or a reason right. why they just wanted to you know just I'm done with it. And you ran into homeless veterans on the streets of San Diego that I'm sure weren't there the next week when you went back because yeah. of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, all the things that I'm, you know, briefly touching on, I mean, we, I just feel like we all have more in common than we admit or want to talk about. So I love talking, yeah. I love being transparent and talking to people about things because Listen, this life, it's a roller coaster and it's it's a it, to me it's a beautiful roller coaster. There's ebbs and flows, but everything we go through, to me, I've always held on to um just belief over fear. Like even through my anxiety and my issues, to me, as long as I hold on to the idea to keep moving forward and that love will always prevail, like that that alone will keep you moving forward. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but um just don't cry. Yeah, don't right? cry, you. No, I'm just kidding. We're all That's awesome. Crazy. That's exciting. Good for the you. The challenges, they, they're just, they're never going to stop. So I think as long as like it, the moment you can accept and just know that like this life is going to be full of amazing, incredible, beautiful moments. And I'm going to always face challenges. As long as like the minute you can accept that and just know like I need to work on my coping skills. I need to work on that belief over fear. And I need to just know that no matter what, at the end of the day, it always, it always works out. It always does. Like whatever your faith, whatever your belief, you just have to rely on that and that will get you through this life. And so to, to really just push forward, cause I, I want to make sure Dan, um, shares his side. It's like, you know, all these things I kept, like, I could easily be like, Oh my God, like, I'm not going to get my, my, um, hours towards licensure. I finally had to accept, like, I worked so hard for a master's degree and I love helping people, but I can do it in a different way. I worked so hard to get that job at DLA with the government, but I knew that if I continued, it would stress me out. I would be another employee just collecting a paycheck, waiting for retirement. 
really hating my job and just eating myself into oblivion, like I, I'm very observant. I saw the writing on the wall. I saw what people were doing to themselves. And I knew that I, I'm not special. I could easily become that if I don't make better choices for myself. Like I need to make a better lifestyle for myself. And that's what I did. I went, I quit that job. It was so hard because I was constantly, people were saying, why would you leave a government job? It's secure. You have good benefits. Why would you do that? I bought five and a half years back. You know, I paid the government for my five and a half years in the Marine Corps towards my retirement. Like, why would you get rid of all this? And I, I just, I kept telling myself and other people like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I need to live this life to make me happy. So that's what I did. I became a yoga teacher. We freaking had a four bedroom house. We've always lived minimal, but we had this house because it was turnkey. And we knew that we were working at the time, both full time. We didn't have time to fix up the house. So we bought this house for again, an hour and a half away from where I was working at in Coronado uh, at North Island. And I have anxiety driving on the freeway. Well, the freeways in San Diego are crazy. You know, if you don't know, let me tell you, they're nuts. Oh, I bet. And so that already the job itself and then the stress of being on the freeway, you know, for three months, I finally like hit a wall and I was like, I just texted, I think I called or texted Dan. I was like, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. So again, I became a yoga teacher and there was really no plan. I just knew I had to get out of that job. I knew I had to take better care of myself and I knew I still wanted yeah. to help others do the same. So yoga was my answer, but we still had a house and we still had a mortgage and sure. I'll let Dan take over from there. Um, oh, wow. All right. Dan, all right. <laughs> talk about the baton. My goodness gracious. No pressure oh, for right. anybody. Okay. What happened yeah. here? Steve, awesome. can you believe can you believe Katie wanted to be Oprah when she when she was younger? Oh, I didn't even talk about that. She wanted to be Oprah. Well, not younger. It was out of the ring for <laughs> I originally was a journalism major because I love talking to people. Did you just call your wife old? Is that what you just did? No, like, she no, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I am older. I just messed with you. Way, though. That's awesome. So is my wife. My wife's a fever. She's older than me. <laughs> older but wiser, man. Older yes. but wiser. Yeah. yeah right. Well, okay, I mean, go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, no worries. As far as my story, I'll keep it I'll keep it short and sweet. I've always had a love for travel ever since an early age. My dad worked for the airline business. My mom was a flight attendant. That's how they met. Yeah. My mom always yeah. told me she was she was dating a, a Delta pilot at the same time that she was dating my dad. And I'm not sure what he did, if he did a little dance or maybe sung a little karaoke or I have no idea, but you know, he won he won her heart and I'm here. So kudos to my dad for for that, um, but yeah, we we always used to fly my brother and I and, and my parents as a, as a family together to Hawaii. You know, we'd take trips across cross country. You know, we would basically yeah. be in the air, and I always loved going to the airport and smelling the jet fuel. Might sound weird, but I, it just gives me a good feeling like something great is going to happen today. Um, something exciting is going to happen today. Uh, we used to fly standby and not even know if we were going to get on the flight or not. So oh, that, wow. that was kind of nerve wracking, but fun and exciting in a different way. And, and Katie and I have been able to fly that way as well. And it's been fun and exciting for, for us to, to do that. But, you know, as far as jobs are concerned, uh, graduating. What do you do with these cats? What do you do with the cats then if you're flying standby? My goodness, we got people, you must have really good friends. We, we've been lucky that we have family close by that have helped us out and a couple of friends here and there. Um, and cool. it's surprisingly, like we tell people, uh, a lot of our travels are really short. Uh, we're yeah. talking like, especially when we worked full time, we're like, yeah, exactly. you know, weekend trips. We just, to, to us, you don't have to 
go anywhere for a long, I mean, if you have the time and the money, sure, like go all out. But for us, especially during the time where we didn't have a lot of time and, you know, money may have been tight. Right. Well, it definitely is now we haven't even monetized the business. You don't need a lot of time to just experience a place to just get a feel for it. And I would rather go somewhere <laughs> just a day or two or three days as opposed to waiting until I'm 56 years old. So that's how I look at it. Yes, yeah, so 100%. Well, Dan, I interrupted you. You were talking about how this was something that you've done ever since you were a kid, though. Like, yeah. talk a little bit about that, the maturation process, but never really letting go of that, that jet fuel smell reaction. Uh, talk, about, talk about the difference between, you know, maturing and understanding, hey, listen, the reality is they got a mortgage to pay. However, yeah. God, just, uh, there's that draw of that, you know, that youthful memory. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. But yeah. also, I don't think you really like you may have traveled a lot, uh, traveled a lot when you were younger, but I think you lost all that. And then once we realized we had that in common, mm-hmm. did it re kind of establish it, that love you had re- reignited the flame, if you will. I mean, I I was basically uh, I don't know. She would say I don't take direction very well. But as far as people telling me what I need to do and and how I need to, uh, you know, go to college, need to get a job you know, make money, all, all that good stuff. I kind of, I kind of lost the, that child inside of me, that child that wanted to travel, that child that wanted to adventure. And then you know, met up with Katie and we started taking trips together. You know, our first trip was to Austin, Texas on a Southwest flight, you know, in 2011, it was, it was awesome. We love Austin for sure. Wow. For sure. sure. It was just a start of something special. And it was a start of something we could do together that actually brought us closer together. And we continued to travel, you know, on the small weekend trips and, and some large trips and a few international trips have been great. You know, we've been to Sydney, Australia. We've been to Amsterdam and did a, a river cruise out of Amsterdam. It was just, you know, we could talk about how much we love travel and how much it's almost been a therapy for us. I won't go into details, but it's not almost it's a for sure. I mean, it's very therapeutic for, for us. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I have my own set of panic and my own set of anxiety and and mental challenges that I deal with and travel is really therapy for us, man. It's one of those things that we can do and that just gives us a release from all the stress. And you know, I went through a few jobs and uh, it was one, it was basically just, you know, year to year, I'd sit in my cubicle and I'd be typing on my computer and I'd be, you know, kind of a, a cog in the machine. And I guess like, there's gotta be something, something more to this. You know, I'd, I'd get really restless and I just, I'd get frustrated. Uh, and then I, I'd, get over it and it would just be I'm going to work and what am I living for? What what am I really what am I really doing here? I don't think a lot of people ask themselves, what do I really want? Like what is my passion? It's too scared. And I'll admit I give in to fear all the time. I make fear based decisions that don't serve me the best. And it's it's uh it's crap, man. It's like one of those things that I just wanted to change in my life and with her help and her therapy background and also me taking responsibility for my own actions just starting this thing together. I mean, we, we were, you know, inspired by other couples we saw on the internet. Uh, there's a few couples that were really just, uh, we're like, whoa, they're traveling they're doing this RV lifestyle or they're on HDTV and they're traveling. Yeah. in an RV and they're doing blogs and they're doing videos and, and videography and they're making a living out of it. And Katie's mom actually brought it to our attention and we're like, whoa, we can we could do this yeah well and i think it was for you good for you you know for years i kept thinking instead of 
always dreaming or doing things on the side or as a hobby, like how can I incorporate all my passions into a job, into a light, you know, a, into my career? Because some people, you know, we're all different people. So some people have accepted that they're going to stay with certain jobs and maybe they they're okay with it. They've made, made peace with it. But I think a lot of society and, and you know, our communities um, are not happy with what they're doing and, and they know they can do more. It's just like, what do you do with that? Like, what's the action piece of that? Like I, I, you know, coming from the therapy world, it's like, we can talk and talk and talk, but what are you going to do about it? Like, to me, you have to take action in your life because you only have one to live. So how are you going to make it count? How are you going to live your best life now? Um, well, it, it seems like there was a, a series of, so both of you had to go through, I mean, this, this, this wasn't an overnight process, right? And it's not going to be an overnight, um, it's not going to be an overnight um, success to a certain, I mean, it's, it's not even going to be an overnight um, switch that gets turned on and you're you know, all of a sudden, you know, drinking milk from the Amish on the side of the road in you know, Pennsylvania, if you know what I'm saying, you're going to be, this is going to be an interesting experience for y'all. So I, I would love to have you back on because I want to, I think this is one of those stories where uh, people are going to be interested and captivated and relate a lot to what you have to say. Right. And then six weeks later, or, you know, two months later, they're going to go, I, what happened to that couple? Where are they at now? So I want to know, like, what, what's the plan? Where are y'all going? And when are y'all going? Well, oh man, yeah, I think the the plan is always. I, I have to say to anyone, it's we are works in progress. The plan, there's never a solid plan. We try to be better. You know, I we don't deprive even with our business. Like we tell people, we don't deprive, but we strive to do better every day. So this year we take a basically are trying to work more on the B two B how we're going to monetize this business. But uh, we may have to take on some more side gigs and part-time legitimate jobs um, because selling the house two years ago is just the, the money we did make off of that. It's, you know, it's dwindling, it's going down and it's not sustainable the way, we, the, the, the way we've been living and being a yoga teacher as minimal as I teach just doesn't pay the bills. So yeah. And my, um, my knucklehead move, my knucklehead move is not starting earlier yeah. and believing that it could happen because the skills we have them i mean she's fantastic she is totally well spoken and she's such a great negotiator and also networker she's yeah. absolutely in so many different programs here in san diego for entrepreneurs it's amazing and and it's just one of those uh kind of uh what lifting boards what's the word it's like a uh, springboard that we can use to bounce ideas off of these other entrepreneurs that have mistake have made mistakes yeah. they've been there done that and i just like not asking for help earlier in the process and struggling through setting up a WordPress site and trying to figure out how the technology works and this doesn't look amazing. So I'm not going to post it, all that good stuff. So two people, whenever this is over with, I'm going to get you in touch with, or I want to give you uh, some, some access to just vivid phenomenal resources for me. Uh, one of them in particular, and I'll talk about the other one whenever we're done with the show, but um, he, we call them snapshots. And James, if you're listening, you're laughing uh, because it's kind of funny. He uh, he actually was a photographer, and all he did in Iraq was fascinate or fascinate. Like he was just he was fascinated with the idea of traveling. So he bought this old motorcycle, and he thanked the Marine Corps for his ability to take a lot of larger stuff and condense it down into something really small that he could put inside his pack nice. and drive around the country. He had a website called okay. It's a James. It's a James Fest. 
so what he did is he actually went on these these series of two events throughout the country, and he called it uh, "It's a James Trek," and uh, documented it. it was, this was back when you know people didn't even know how to spell you know HTML or you know any of that stuff. It was he was uh, he was a he was kind of an inspiration. He's a super good dude. Uh, he's here in Texas, and I'm sure he'd be happy to, to connect with y'all. But anyway, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, let's. Um, so there's it, through y'all's story. There's I hear a reoccurring theme of of fear based decisions potentially that can stop people. Um, it's give it's given y'all the inspiration because you've been able to overcome those fears with inertia. Um, you know, I've always heard that. You know, um, what is it? Belief is not a plan, and hope is not a strategy. That you can apply those two things uh, and forward your focus and focus your attention, just concentrated. Uh, in one direction, and that is going to be the success that's inevitable for you two. And so, if somebody's kind of at the at the stage that y'all were in about a year ago, where they they're just miserable in their job, what are some steps that you can give them in terms of hope that things are going to get better for them? My oh, man, Katie's got this. <laughs> yeah, and definitely add on if if you feel like I'm okay. missing anything. Right. But I would say first, like if they're feeling like uh, they don't know where to go or First, I, I feel like they need to focus on themselves, like maybe take a day of self-care, whether that's at home, taking a bubble bath and some tea and like really getting in touch, like meditating, getting in touch with the, what they want out of life. And then just making sure they're hitting all their resources, like the resources of not just, you know, how do how do they want to make their next move? Like they need an action plan. I wouldn't say the way that we went about it is the best way because mm-hmm. it definitely brought on a lot of stress, like to, to, to quit a job as you know, I only gave two weeks notice. I, I knew it was coming, but I quit fairly fast. Um, I made, I made the mistake of basing a decision to quit off of my anxiety off of, I thought the grass was going to be greener. I'm be like, okay, this job is giving me stress. It's giving me anxiety. I'm just going to quit and I'll go get another job. It'll be, it'll be, super simple so that was a mistake i think having an action plan only to be met with more stress and yes. more anxiety right. it's like, yeah not, yeah. not a good this thing. is the reason why i quit to get rid of you why are you coming back yeah right you definitely you have to i mean even if you're dealing with serious anxiety and panic like we have and we do like you have to have a really solid um plan or action you have to have like something like a plan b or something to back you up um you can't just go and quit a job and try to start a travel, you know, a blog business like we did. Like you have to have some things in place. You have to have some savings a little bit to, to tie you over because you just don't know how things are going to go. Um, I'd say like your, your support system, like your family and your friends, you want to make sure you have a few solid people that are actually supporting you like emotionally and mentally and not tearing you down for the choices that you know you need to make for yourself. So, um, those are what come to yeah. mind for me, like just making sure like you don't want to go completely willy nilly and just jump off and do something like we like, like I, I guess like I did. I mean, if you have someone, if you have a partner to kind of back you up or a better savings, then, then great. But um, you just have to make sure you have something in place because otherwise it just adds on additional stress of like the whole financial situation. Yeah. So. Um, it sounds like this group that you're a part of, the people that you're able to bounce ideas off of, you know, had you had been, um, had, if somebody had the access to somebody like that, they could have those open and transparent conversations, yeah. asking the hard questions earlier in the process to have drill down into focus and, 
and having that plan buttoned up prior to taking the the step of cutting the cord uh, with right. at least the, the the mainstream of income that would have been a that would have been a better plan. But you know what? You wouldn't know unless you did it. Right? Right. And so somebody out there, somebody out there is thanking you, going, "Oh yeah, that, I mean, I'm yeah, pretty pretty miserable right now." So gosh, thank you, Katie. Thank you, Dan, for telling yeah. me what yeah. I needed to do here. So. Uh, well, I appreciate you. I have to say a real quick. I, I know we want to continue yeah, the conversation another time, but as far as resources, yeah. if that's something I can share with people, I have so many when it comes to you know mental resources, emotional, physical. Like I kind of I I part of our business is we want to be a resource hub, and we are. Like I'm hoping people know that they can rely on us. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, I've got resources for you. I have the answers. We're currently with the Rosie Network. We're currently with the Veterans and Residents Program powered by Bunker Labs with WeWork. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, the therapy we go to is through the soldier. Wait, who is it right now? It used to be a soldier's project, but now it's headstrong. Yep. So it's like we have all the resources. Awesome. If you are, you know, if you're just. How do people get in touch with you? How do people get in oh, touch with you? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So I guess what do, what's the best email for us right now? Just the Tandem Travelers? Yeah, it's just info at the Tandem Travelers if they have questions. And also we have our website. They can sign up for our newsletter for more information. and. We kind of uh, are getting that more well-established and trying to figure out our email platform and, and how to get people to see our brand a lot more. Katie does a great job with our social media. You know, we're on uh, IG and Facebook at Tandem Travelers, and we're slowly but surely getting on some of the other platforms, Twitter and, and Pinterest and, and all that all that good stuff. And, and we all know Instagram is all, you know, photo um, definitely highlighting pictures and stuff, but I share a lot of the resource, you know, more of the resources in depth and in detail on Facebook. So, um, like you said, at the tandem travelers is our, um, what is it called? Handle. Yeah. The handle. We're, we're doing a lot more in San Diego too, Stephen. uh, sustainability financially wise, you can't be taking trips on airplanes and staying in hotels and doing all that nonsense. Although we'd like to all the time, it's not feasibly sure. financially right now. So we're sticking to San Diego for the most part and taking a few trips here and there in 2019. But we're really highlighting San Diego and how amazing it is and how it's really America's finest city as far as visitors, travelers, uh, locals alike. You know, they can come and enjoy themselves here. Ron, Burgundy has, some, Ron Burgundy has some very descriptive adjectives. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go into those we right now. Classic, so. <laughs> We want, people, we want people to come and enjoy themselves and we want to be a resource and info for them. And I want, I also want awesome. to point out, no matter what the resource is, we're budget friendly. We haven't made our way up to the luxury status. So um, people that are on a budget, which I think most of us are in this world, we, we got yeah. you back. We're all about saving money. So Katie and Dan, the Tandem Travelers, you can find them on Instagram and on Facebook at the Tandem Travelers uh, or at Tandem Travelers. And yeah. Uh, for those of you who are, again, Knuckle Dragon Marines like myself, uh, there is an S at the end of Tandem Travelers. Yes. Right on. One L, because the European has two L's. It's weird. Traveler spelled with two L's is like. Yeah, just one L. One L. Yeah, I got it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate y'all taking some time, guys. We we have a we have a saying here at Knucklehead, and don't be beta. Don't be beta. You got to be one out to go out there and get you some wins. Even when the present seems like it's overwhelming, and, um, and quite frankly, just the grass is green on the other side. It's a great way to put it, Dan. Um, sometimes it's not always that way. But unless you're willing to go out there and put yourself out there and screw up or put yourself out there and maybe learn from somebody else's mistakes, we'll never know. 
So you got to be willing to go out there and do that. So uh, we applaud both of you for taking that, uh, taking that fun. Wish you nothing but the best. And I uh, appreciate y'all taking some time. Listen, guys, you can listen to the Duckway Podcast. We have a new episode coming out every Tuesday. We appreciate Dan and Katie coming out tonight. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, Duckway Podcast, on Facebook at, uh, at Duckway Promotions, on LinkedIn, Duckway Promotions. I'm soon to find out how budget friendly we can be in San Diego by going to Cannon Travelers. So I'm okay. excited to talk with y'all. So appreciate y'all. Thanks, David. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. Have a good yeah. night. Yeah.